0: Welcome to 25 at 25. I'm John Cook, the CEO of VML, and today I had a fantastic conversation. It was hugely motivating. I talked with the members of the VML Foundation Advisory Committee, a group of VMLers dedicated to VML's charitable programs. They were all in Kansas City for their annual planning workshop, and the cool thing about it, besides all that was accomplished, was that there was someone representing every VML office in the United States. And the conversation was fantastic. We talked about what the spirit of giving is and what it means to each of them, what has inspired each of them in their lives to be such a champion of giving back. And we talked about the way VML's foundation represents itself differently, yet very consistently, in each of VML's cities. I felt like this conversation really got to the core of who VML is. I think you'll get that feeling as you listen to the excitement and the enthusiasm and the diversity of the way that each of them talk about giving back. We had several of us together for the conversation including John Mulvahill and David Mitchell in Kansas City. We had Lauren from VML Atlanta, Kelly Nelson was in from VML Chicago, Jamie from New York and Day all the way from Seattle. I love this conversation. Okay, thanks everybody for joining. Um, we are here. This is actually a great uh, reason that we're all together. We've got, we'll, we'll introduce ourselves as we as we go here a little bit but we've got a great group together and no better person than John Mulvihill to talk about why today is such an important day in VML Foundation. Today is a
1: uh, uh, half-day workshop for the VML Foundation Advisory Committee. So the VML Foundation has representation in all of our cities throughout the United States and VMLers raise their hand to take a leadership role in our, our charitable outreach programming. And so we all come together once a year to kind of look at what we did last year and then plan for the year ahead. So that's what's happening today.
0: Okay, so you got people from everywhere. We've got a handful of people here, but we have how many people probably? I think we have nine cities represented today. Okay, great. I mean, I think it's just as a, as a foundation member, but also just a fan of everything that is doing with the foundation. And being in the meeting today, one of my biggest takeaways was just the diversity of geography represented and what started in Kansas City and New York and and now you get so many different cities. And and one of those, I saw, I saw Kelly Nelson was here from Chicago, which is cool, I think, because I'm looking around saying, there's Kelly who started in Kansas City, a huge part of the foundation, now Kelly leading um, foundation in Chicago. Kelly, what's, first of all, welcome to, back to Kansas City. It's always good to see you. And uh, I think, but you have, a, you have a good vantage point, which is what's foundation like in a city that's a relatively new VML city, Chicago. Now, it's been a couple of years, but... You know Chicago's just now taking off and and um, what's it what's what's it like just kind of creating foundation in the, in the as part of the culture in, in a newer vML city
2: yeah, I mean that's a great question. I think a lot of the vML culture that I found in Kansas City for almost five years um, is very precedent present in Chicago, but it's also really cool to see um, how the foundation manifests itself in a big metropolitan area and how um, the geography of that location plays a big role, how the diversity of that location plays a big role. And um, getting up there about two years ago, it was cool to see that some of the VMLers in that office had already forged really great relationships with community organizations, either through Foundation Day or volunteering on their own time. And um, we've been able to foster those relationships and a few others um, over the last couple of years, which has been
0: great. We've got, in Chicago, you've got people from VML who moved there like yourself, you've got people from Rockfish, Biggs Gilmore. I mean, just, it's, it's, it's neat to see just difference of perspective on foundation and giving coming into one place. You've probably seen the all those forces come together, I guess, there.
2: Definitely. And everyone has, um, I guess, since it is such a sprawling city, people are um, from different pockets of town, have organizations near and dear to their hearts. So it's been really cool to see a diversity of um, causes represented and um, um, you know, people from different walks of life, either from Chicago or from other parts of the country coming together and really um, getting behind some really cool organizations based there and that have a national presence as well.
0: Well, I think that leads me to another observation from today, just looking around and hearing the comments. Um, I think we all know the foundation supports so many different causes of VMLers. Things are important to individuals, not just to VML choosing that, but individuals choosing those causes. And, and I think a Couple of things that struck me are some unique things that people are involved with. David, um, David Mitchell here from Kansas City and, and part of the ML senior leadership team. And I was struck by something you talked about today, which is some of the fo- focuses you personally have are to do with code and teaching people code. And I think it's the reason I wanted you to talk about that is because I think often we think of causes as, you know, things that have to do with homelessness or health or it can be so much a part of just a trade or learning a craft and you represent that better than anybody. Talk about code and how that's a cause to you.
3: Well yeah I mean um, I've I've been uh, at VML about eight years and my my first year at VML I remember missing foundation day because of you know client assignment. I remember everyone um, you know being the, the people are around being very sad about it. And then the next year, getting to participate in Foundation Day the first time, and it was a very artistic exercise I was around, like a mural painting. And a lot of the developers were kind of like, you know, how can we you know make coding part of Foundation Day? And, and we've done that a few different times, you know, building uh, projects for kids that are interactive. Um, and as well as, uh, you know, building software for some of our foundation partners. But um, it was, I don't know, in the last two or three years that I realized that one of the causes that I, I really was excited about was a, a group called LaunchCode. I hadn't really thought of them as a 501c3. <laughs> so when I found out they were, um, you know, it was like I could uh, direct some of my uh, community giving hours mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and be part of the VML Foundation that way. So, yeah, it... it you, you think about all the different ways that that can that can you know create change in the world because that becomes um, a lot for a lot of people a calling a new way to start uh, their career um, you know for five launch coders it was a new way into uh, working at vML uh, from you know really diverse backgrounds so I think yeah.
0: it's something that we can do a better job of as a foundation committee as vml is just making it clear that those that a cause can be something that that drives trade and craft and and Code just happens to be you know something that you're interested in, but it could be anything and I think it's foundation works best when you're actually using you know a skill that you have and teaching others to do it and maybe something unique um, Lauren you're here from from Atlanta and uh, a long time VML office but it, but I, I reminded you of something you said today too, which was in Atlanta as one of our offices has the most diversity of languages that are spoken, especially with all the Latin American influences of the Atlanta office and and others and um, I think you—you you, struck me as really interesting that you're in the community, doing parent-teacher conferences and things in other languages. Just taking a unique aspect of that office and making that a huge part of of foundation. Talk about that, because I think it's it's really neat.
4: Yeah, so something that we're planning to do in our office is really taking advantage of the diversity that that we have in the Atlanta office. We have Colombians, Venezuelans, Puerto Ricans, etc. And so we really, we've got not only a unique um, set of interests, but we also have such a unique set of of talents that we can really use for Foundation Days um, and also just looking at community service hours and really tailoring them to things that people actually like. So it doesn't have to be something that's really heart wrenching for people. It could be kind of like what David said, where we take people's passions and we allow them to really showcase their talents in a way that helps the community.
0: What are all the languages you speak?
4: (laughs) So um, I speak Spanish um, uh, and I also am learning Chinese and French um, pretty actively right now, but I also took Quechua in college. which is an endangered language um, spoken in about three countries in South America. So I'm super passionate about learning languages, and I'm definitely going to go to that um, community service day. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was think when I asked, I thought it would be English, maybe Spanish. <laughs> Half kidding that it wouldn't be anymore, but wow, that's impressive.
4: I'm trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even have to learn Chinese and French at the same time. <laughs> to learn one, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems to learn both. That's really cool. Um, well, Jamie, here from, here from New York. How long have you been at VML, Jamie? Three and a half years. Okay. It okay. feels like of, a lot longer, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, New York, I mean, I think every office is unique, but New York has got to be one of the m- most hustle and bustle parts of VML. It's, it's growing quickly, fantastic client partners. Uh, but what comes with a lot of growth, and that we've had that in New York, and what comes with New York in general is so many new people from so many different agencies. You know, I think I think kind of like, you know, Lauren in, in Atlanta, you've got different languages. There's, there's a lot of diversity of types of people in New York, but there's also diversity of agency backgrounds. Specifically on that point, have, what have you noticed about backgrounds of people in New York from what they've brought from uh, the way they've thought about cause or giving or foundation from other agencies? Have you, have you seen that it's, you're getting some different flavors from different things to bring into what we can do?
5: Uh, A little bit. I actually feel like uh, VML is very much a leader in that space. And I feel that when people come from other agencies, they're really pleasantly surprised by the VML Foundation and that opportunity to give back both on a personal and agency level.
0: Which is cool in itself. I mean, I think that…
5: I think, you know, a lot of agencies offer similar things or have similar programs to what we have, but the difference being, or we like to say it's really baked into our culture and it really started from when the agency was founded and it feels like a really natural part of who we are as a company uh, versus something that we kind of do on the side. Um, and it's it's been a really awesome opportunity for me to get to talk with new hires and you know, understand what people are passionate about and explain to them how they can bring those passions to the foundation and, you know, have the foundation support whatever they're interested in.
0: Yeah, it seems like a, a good there's a good and a bad. I mean, it's 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 we have to people may not be as used to how um, you know, in depth we are with foundation, how much of a premium we put on that as part of the of your VML life. So I think that's that can be challenging because it's a new aspect for a lot of people, but it's also a neat differentiator. So I'm glad it's, it's, a, it's a difference, but it's got to be a little hard just to, to teach how important this is to us.
5: Yeah, and, and you mentioned, you know, New York is a, like many cities, but especially New York, it's right. you know, there's a huge hustle bustle factor. And I think people are really married to their work and sometimes we don't always take the time. To step away and, and think about volunteering or giving back and um, to really make that a priority in our office is really awesome. And, um, you know, doing Foundation Day has been a huge uh, driver of that, you know, really getting the whole office together. We try to always go, we're still small enough, but we try to, uh, you know, go to one singular location. And I think that's really special when yeah. you get the whole office participating in something together and people, you know, wow, we can really make a difference here and um, really take advantage of what the VML Foundation has to What was to offer. this
0: year in New York?
5: We partnered with an organization called King Kids, which is a local uh, nonprofit that uh, provides uh, after-school and uh, recess and gym programs to underprivileged areas. Um, so it was really fun. We got to work with kids. We also got to serve our uh, community uh, locally. We spent the morning... Uh, putting together sports bins, so uh, we as the foundation uh, donated to King Kids and they uh, went and purchased, you know, new uh, school supplies, gym supplies for school. Some kids who haven't had new gym supplies in, you know, years, 10 years, Uh, you know, gym teachers saying they've never seen a new basketball in in that Mm -hmm. long. I mean, things that we take for granted and then actually took those supplies and went to different schools in the area and donated, you know, gave them to the kids and played games with them and got to see, you know, their reactions to this new stuff. So it was really awesome.
0: Yeah, Scott Gordon in the committee, foundation committee today mentioned he loves seeing the the actual when you can see tangibly see the result of a day's worth of work or a week's worth of work. And this seems like a perfect example of you know, you you always know you're making an impact, but when you can see it that literally Totally um, makes a difference. Yeah. And and Dave Smith here from Seattle, a long time like you've been I feel like you've been part of VML even before you were VML, we've known each other a long time and growing up in Kansas City together, and I think Kind of like Kelly, somebody who's been at VML in Kansas City, but then moved, you're in Seattle now as part of, it's got to be one of the fastest growing, still relatively small, but growing so fast in Seattle. We call VML West. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just dying to get your take on just the unique aspects of an office where everybody can kind of see each other. I know there's two spaces, but generally speaking, if somebody's out doing community service, everybody knows about it, which is cool. What's it like being in a relatively new but very a smaller office and and creating the foundation out there, I'm sure some parallels to what Kelly talked about.
6: Yeah, um, it's exciting. Um, And coming from more of a nonprofit background, I like kind of um, getting involved in the Seattle community and finding organizations we can partner with. Um, And it's also interesting that, like myself, as a transplant in Seattle, there are many other transplants in our office that are also pretty new to the Seattle area. Um, so the foundation is kind of a great opportunity for them to get to know the city mm-hmm. better and get involved with organizations. So that's going to be a big effort this year.
0: Yeah, um, John. One one comment you made earlier that um, really struck me was the idea of doing. You know, you guys are all huge givers of your time and talents, and and not just yourself, but leading others to do that. John, you talked about a, cho- a choice you made a couple years ago, which you're. you're contributing all over the place in your personal life to, to causes, that feeling that sets in that you, you're you doing a little bit for a lot and maybe not you get the impact on any one thing that you want. I think we all have that in our work and our personal life. But as it relates to cause, what led you to that decision um, and what have been the kind of the outputs of, of focusing? After you answer that, I'd also love to just get take from different folks in the group today on how you think about the balance of all the things that you're involved in and how to truly make an impact.
1: Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, I... As you know I'm uh, very tied to my calendar so I I have these <laughs> printed calendars that everybody makes fun of me about For those of you
0: don't know in John's office there's a literally a, cal- a hand drawn calendar <laughs> and then you got to carry around a pad <laughs> with a magic marker calendar it's, it's 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 like John hasn't realized there's been a digital evolution <laughs> to, to the smartphone calendar Nope I'm oblivious <laughs>
1: to all of it so uh I was I was kind of going through a, a kind of a look ahead for the coming year this was a couple years ago and I just started filling in all of the things that I had already committed to in terms of a 5K run that I was helping coordinate and a special Olympics clinic that I was helping manage and this and that. And I literally had like so much stuff already pre-committed for the year. And I just thought I was really kind of stretched so thin and kind of worn out by it. And I didn't feel like I was doing any of them a full full service. And so I, I made the decision to to really kind of deselect a couple of things so that I could, I could really focus more on uh, on a couple other ones and as we as we know in our lives and our work if you if you just can continue to add on and add on and never and never kind of deselect things that you know at some point you just kind of you lose the bandwidth to do anything properly so anyway I just went through that process and it took a couple of years and I wanted to do it respectfully and not kind of leave any of right. the, or, the programs that I was helping in the lurch so and just kind of try to had to find uh People to kinda of fill in for me in certain roles and then kinda of gracefully back out of a, a few things. So now yeah. I'm able to kind of focus more kind of uh in a dedicated way on a on a smaller number of things.
0: Yeah, like I said, the ones that you were always so deep in, you didn't give up on them. You either found them a new solution or you still participated in their main day, just in a different way. I think very that's, much that's a, very much tried to do that a very responsible way to think about. Anybody else, how do you guys are all Seeking balance between work and giving, thoughts about how you balance that and, and how to make an impact rather than get yeah, so diluted. Had, um,
3: was it Larry Jacob? Is that uh, the the gentleman from the Kauffman Foundation uh, earlier today talked about KPIs and um, kind of measurement in a way that um, I hadn't thought of from a, you know foundation perspective before, but I think that that is kind of part of all of our lives is. It's easy to get into whether that's client demands or team demands or whatever the you know weather pattern is of your day, and forget that you need to you know kind of plot a course and have you know have your direction set. And whether that you know is have some goals and and reflect on on these things and. Uh, for me I don't think I've done nearly as much as John has in terms of <laughs> contributions in the community but I, I think about um, you know times when you know, maybe I've, I've I've taken on too many mentees at one time and you you think well I need to kind of make sure that I'm not giving them short shrift because I'm not spending the time you know focusing and I think and um, you know, we talked earlier about uh, fewer better um, Fewer, Bigger, Better as a concept of, you know, making sure that you're having an impact. And, and so I think that gets back to the idea of, of KPIs.
0: Anybody else? Yeah.
4: I actually, someone in my office said something really interesting this week, that it's not stress if you love what you're doing. And so like looking at that in the lens of the foundation, I feel like staying late to send an email to remind something, someone about the foundation event or or just something that you want them to know about to get them involved, that's something that you love. And that on top of Atlanta office, I know today we went around and shared um, different things that we're doing for the foundation within our offices. And the Atlanta office, it's really a lot of pro bono work that we're, that we're ideating, and so for me working in the creative department that's another area when I'm not work- busy with clients that's when I take my time and I can either do research or training or or make meetings or I can try to ideate with people over causes that we care about and so that has sprung up a ton of different projects that we're working on like um, with Kotex and Latin America and Bridgestone and a ton of great ideas coming out of uh, the Atlanta office that really allows us to tie in the foundation and kind of the VML culture of giving and charity um, with the work that we do so
0: yeah, it, to that point, I mean, there's a lot of ingredients that go into really making an impact. I love your guys' take on if you what. If, what if you had the ingredients, you had talent, you care, you love VML, but you're having trouble finding just the, the get off the dime to do something. And Dave, you may have some good advice on this because you came from the you know the the non profit side of things. But how do you how do you how do we or how do just individuals convert from thinking about doing it to doing it and Maybe they ha- you, you may have some comments about that.
6: Yeah, um, something we always said at Head for the Cure was the best thing you can do is just show up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's just taking that first step, signing up to help out, signing up to um, get involved in a pro bono project. Our office is very busy, I think, like all the offices, so I think it can be a little daunting at times for people to take on projects um, on their own. So there is an element... Um, where all of us come in and kind of help them take that first step, help um, offer up some organizations or projects that people might be interested in, that their skills match with, um, and then kind of giving them the tools to take it on.
0: Yeah, I think, I think people underestimate the power of just, maybe, maybe sometimes, maybe speaking for myself, you, you think that you have to make such a grand contribution for it to count, but, but showing up, I think that's fantastic advice.
2: Yeah, and I was just going to kind of piggyback off that and what Day said about it being kind of incumbent on this group, I think, to serve up good opportunities to um, our office colleagues. I know one of the biggest points of satisfaction I get from being on this committee is when either through Foundation Day or another opportunity in the community throughout the year, I kind of organize a group and it sometimes feels like it's hard to get people to step away from projects, but then they come back to me and say, oh my gosh, that was such a great experience. I exchange numbers with the, you know, the volunteer coordinator. I'm going to go back with my friends. I'm going to get involved, um, in other ways. And that's happened both through a, a community pantry and then, um, a the Illinois Medical Center gift house or guest house I'm sorry um, that we've kind of surfaced up these volunteer opportunities and then people have gone back on their own time and brought in other family or friends and that's always really cool to see once once people take the initial plunge I think it's a lot easier to um, to make it a you know an organized thing that happens.
1: John to your point about people uh, how do you get started I think one of the things that we try to keep in mind um, is, is this idea of start small and, and most of really all of the, the big charitable partnerships that VML has today that seem like they're so well entrenched and they've been around forever. And that boy, that's a tradition. We do that every year. All of those things started with a very, very small engagement. And so I think that makes it easier for people to start. And and there's a lot of small things we start that don't go anywhere, but the, the idea is you don't try to Start off with a grand plan and try to do too much, and and if it if it picks up steam over time and more VMLers become interested, then it becomes a well loved, well entrenched program for years to come.
0: Yeah, I love the viewpoint of just does not underestimate starting small, and just just showing up. Today's point, I think that's great. I think you I, you guys could all answer this question, but just maybe get a couple viewpoints on this. And Jamie, I'd love to start with with you. Just. This, this, everything you do for the VML Foundation in your life beyond VML too, it's it's above and beyond the job. And anybody who contributes like like that, it is above and beyond the job. What, at what point, or what in your life happened that you made you, you know, start committing this much of your life to not just yourself doing it, but at the company you work at, in your VML family, making it such an important part of what you do. Something about you is different. Each one of you guys. What about you do you think, if you look back in your past, makes you that way?
5: Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I think this for is me, deep psychoanalysis. Yes.
0: Here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think it's a couple of things. For me, I've always grown up uh, lucky to be raised by parents who really value philanthropy, and it was just always a part of. Growing up, you know, every Thanksgiving, we would cook a meal for um, an underprivileged family. Or um, in school, I always was involved in, you know, volunteer groups after school and in high school and even through college. Um, so, you know, once in those types of structures, it's really easy to find groups. that sort of built in, you know, to those types of environments. Once you leave school, it's a little harder to find, you know, you're out in the real world and you say, okay, well, what now? How do I look for volunteer opportunities? How do I go about this on my own? And for me, uh, you know, VML is my first job right out of school, and it was very it was very natural for me to become part of the foundation because I was like, wow, this is a very easy opportunity for me to get involved in something I'm already passionate about at work. Um, and it just felt like a really natural fit. Uh, so that's how I, you know, I sort of got involved. Um it's, it's just its just always been an important thing for me in my life to, you know, have giving back to my community, and um, New York is a place that I love so much, and being able to give back to that community uh, and have VML care about it uh, feels extra special.
3: So, yeah, w- one of the things that uh, I was thinking about is just the, um, you know, that that it's okay to give uh, your time back. I think, you know, we're all very busy. We have, you know, demanding uh, jobs, but I think sometimes we feel like, you know, that, you know, we need to, you know, just work 10 more hours or work five more hours here. And and we don't always realize that, you know, we talked today about that you have permission um, to take that time. And, and literally, you know, we, we, we all have 16 hours a year to give outside of Foundation Day, um, you know, and, and you know, some of that encouragement that we're trying to give uh, to leaders so that they can model that, um, that behavior. And, and I saw a great post by um, Preston Chandler, I think it was about two weeks ago, about how he had taken some time um, you know, also remember to record the time so that we, we know that, right. that that's happening. But A lot um, goes unrecorded, I think. Yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot goes un, unreported uh, at VML, but, um, you know, took the time to not just report it, but also let, his teams know that that's something that they should do, and, and he spends a lot of time modeling with our our junior leaders, our, our pod leaders. you know we have forty forty five leaders who lead teams of five to you know ten, and each of those people you know have 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 permission to model that behavior with
0: their mm-hmm. team. yeah, I think a, a theme that I think is you guys both touched on and we could probably all relate to is you something in your life there's an example of a leader at VML or in your life or a parent or your family. And, um, to Jamie's point, it, it's, it's a good lesson that we all are living as those examples. And that, that is not just doing the work you're doing, but it's, it's hopefully encouraging others to do something with their own talent. And I think that's a good takeaway that I've had from this podcast. John, there's, there's nobody better person to, to bring us home than you, I've got a question for you that just, and you can answer this any which way, but I think, I think we communicate as, as aggressively as we can internally about the VML Foundation, all of this group and everybody on the advisory board and, and beyond about the benefits and why it's important. And we really walk that line of not trying to, to be overbearing about it. What are some of the, I guess I might say myths or things that people may not know about the VML Foundation um, that you'd like to communicate?
1: Well, that's a great question. So I, there's, there's lots of aspects of it that, um, that are interesting. I think the most important thing to me is that really the VML Foundation is, is open to everyone and that everyone is really part of it. Literally, every single VMLer gives back in some way. Whether you're financially contributing within the VML program or not, you're going to Foundation Day. You're you're helping your team on a pro bono project. Whatever it is, literally every single VMLR gives back. So I think that's a just such a unique aspect of our agency that I, that I love. Um, one of the things that was already mentioned uh, in this conversation that I just really want to kind of stress, and I don't know that it's a myth or anything, but that. In addition to Foundation Day, which if I think if you surveyed most VMLers, it's what probably one of their favorite work days of the year, uh, each one of us has 16 hours of paid community service time available to us, and very few of us take full advantage of that. So that's really it's going to be a big focus for 2018 to just kind of share that out. And really, we, we just want to encourage people to take advantage of it, and we want to celebrate the things that people are doing. And then uh, uh, the last thing... That I'd just love to stress is, again, it's fairly tactical, but' it's, it's just celebrating the success story that we've had over the last 12 months, which is increasing the, the benefit, our matching gifts benefit, from uh, a one to one dollar match to a two to two dollar to one dollar match. so that if you're um, VMLers who have participating in their own personal philanthropy, we can take, we can help turn $200 contribution into $600 worth of benefit to an organization that's near and dear to your heart. So I think that's something we talk about a lot. But the matching gift program sounds kind of complicated, but it's really not. If you if you're writing a check for whatever amount, we're going to match it two dollars to your dollar. So that really just has a dramatic impact.
0: I think that's a great one, John. It's a great summary. It's a great one just to think about the real life aspect of that. It sounds like a nice marketing benefit of the foundation. It's communicated well, but the real life aspect is that if you're going to give $200 to something or up to $200 anyway, and you walk in with that $200 and it helps that organization, they say, thank you, you know, for doing that. Imagine all you with a flip of a button, you can give them $600 without spending a dollar more. That money is there to give. And I think it's just the impact of 600 versus 200. It's just, it's real. I mean, it's real. And, it's, and so, I guess that leads me to closing. A couple things, um, a couple thank yous and then a call to action. One would be thank you to each of you for doing this podcast, spreading the word, more importantly, being part of driving this foundation. It's a unique part of VML, couldn't be prouder of it. Thank you to the whole, you're one part of a, of a wider advisory board that met today and just created great action and does things every day to drive this. Um, thank you to every VML Foundation member. And then thank you to Lauren Ziegler, she's, she's, she's our leader. Um, John, you'd be quick to say, you know the real real champion here is Lauren who just drives keeps us all together as one team and so thanks thanks to Lauren um, who didn't want to be famous in this podcast but we're gonna make her famous anyway she's she's fantastic keeping us all together call to action we haven't done this in any podcast but if you're via Meller and and this sounds interesting at all please join if you're not and if you're already part of the foundation please think about doing more either with more talent more financials um, more energy or just encouraging others to do more it's really easy to do and a, and a little bit goes a long way so Thank you, everybody, um, and go VML Foundation. Thanks for listening. This has been 25 at 25, a celebration of our 25th anniversary to VML and the people that make VML so special.